Hey podcast, Chadwick Eisman here from gab.com slash Chadwick Eisman, bitshoot.com slash Chadwick Eisman, and many other places. Today is September 24th, 2020, and we're going to talk about cheesesteaks, cheesesteaks, cheesesteaks. I am from Pennsylvania, and as those of you in the United States know, Pennsylvania has a city called Philadelphia in it, one of the most widely known cities in the world for the famous cheesesteak. Yes, the famous cheesesteak is only within a hour's drive from me. So yesterday night around um, around maybe maybe 8 or 9 p.m., I arrived in Philly after a hour drive with, uh, with a friend of mine. We went over to this cheesesteak spot called um, Pat's, Pat's Cheesesteaks, and it's right across from Gino's cheesesteaks. There are two competing cheesesteak businesses that have been competing for years and years now within Philly. It's a very famous area known for known for being two of the most competitive cheesesteak places in Philly. The air and yes, like I said, Philly is the most famous place for cheesesteaks in the world. So you know they're gonna be good. But the reality was um we went we we got there and my friend had already been there before. It was my first time going, so I had never gotten a cheesesteak from either of the two places. But he had told me that we should not go to Gino's and that we should go to Pat's, and I agreed with him on that. On that, because um, although I although I could have eaten two cheesesteaks, my budget doesn't have two cheesesteaks worth of budget in it. When um, you know, they're they're expensive cheesesteaks when you can make food yourself for much less. But you know, so we went to Pat's and. I gotta say, I wasn't I wasn't like thrilled with the cheesesteak. It wasn't the best cheesesteaks I had ever had in my life. It was good. I am happy I went because I got to see the atmosphere, which was really the, the key factor in all of this play here. And the play here is just going to see that this these two places called Gino's and Pat's that are right across from each other. They're real lit up in like old history, historic cheesesteak places. It's just it's just really a a landmark of things to do in Philly. Um, but I, the cheese just wasn't melted on it, and there wasn't as much meat in it as I was hoping for. The bread was good. Thankfully, the bread was fresh. Um, but yeah, I mean, that maybe it's just because we went later at night. It was like 9, like I said, it was like 9 p.m. when we got there. And so apparently, Gino's isn't as good. But you know, Pat's has been there since 1930, so I agreed with my friend. Yes, we should go to Pat's over Gino's because Gino's, I don't know how long they've been there, but they weren't proud about their history. And it seems like Pat's has been there longer than Gino's. And you know, that's their, it seems like Pat's might may, may have been the original cheesesteak spot in Philly that made the cheesesteak famous. I'm not sure exactly the history of the cheesesteak within Philly. That's just my guess is that, is that, um, Pat's was one of the first places in Philadelphia to ever have a cheesesteak, and and I'm one of those guys that just likes history in general. So I chose. I, that's another reason why I think Pat's is the first choice would was a good idea. Um, but apparently, there's this place called Phil's Phil's Cheesesteak, um, Phillips Cheesesteaks. That's within Philly too that I didn't get to go to, which actually has even better cheesesteaks, according to my friend. He's been to all of these cheesesteak spots. He's um he's and eating out at a lot of places. He's very, very um updated on what goes on within restaurants. I don't eat out often personally. I usually cook my own food to um 
save money and also it's good cooking it yourself because you know you get it hot off the you get it hot off the oven or grill and you you know it's like you know just fuck fuck money fuck money fuck money man fuck money because there's so much good food out there that i would like to eat but i'm not eating because i chose to to uh leave money on the table by creating content like this i'm spending time creating content like this over overworking hours and hours that I could be working right now um like for for example I could be I could be doing some kind of part-time job right now I could be like waiting tables right now part-time instead of creating videos and editing videos and editing podcasts and making photography photos and doing doing um what else do I make blog posts and writing posts all of this time that goes into it, like I probably spend, I probably spend at least 15, 15 hours a week. I have to say, at least fifteen hours a week on the content creation alone. So I mean, that's fifteen hours that I could have uh, made like an extra whatever amount of money to get good to be eating good food at this time. But um, I've chosen to do this because this is what I choose to do, and it's what I like to do. And I'd rather, I'd rather put the money, leave money on the table, and just have a do what I want to do in life, which is create content and do other things such as along those lines. And um, but I still did get to go. I got to go to Philadelphia, and it was awesome. I love going to Philadelphia. I just haven't gone much, even though it's only about a forty-five minute to an hour drive away. I just don't go there out there often. I saw the Liberty Bell too yesterday. We went to where they signed the. Uh, keep in mind it was nighttime, so the places were closed. But um, the Declaration of Independence was signed in Philadelphia, and uh, we saw that building from outside. It was lit up and looks nice. Um, the The Liberty Bell was actually so. Here's the thing with the Liberty Bell. I thought the Liberty Bell you could go up to it and see it, see it all. Everybody could see it for free. But apparently they have it inside of a building, and you have to pay money to see the Liberty Bell crack. So. It was nighttime and the building was closed, so we couldn't go in either way, even if we did want to pay. But we could see from the outside. We saw the Liberty Bell all the way around it, but we didn't get to see the crack because the crack is like they built the building so that you have to pay to see the, the crack that's in the Liberty Bell. Like, it's some special thing. But um, you could see inside parts of the building. They had, like, the windows on certain parts of the building, and they had all this, like protest stuff like nothing all this stuff that had nothing at all to do with the actual liberty bell itself it was kind of sad that we saw this stuff in the building we were just like isn't this building supposed to be about the liberty bell and not about the protests that are going on in 2020 that have nothing to do with the liberty bell but we saw some stuff inside the building it's just ridiculous that that they, they would allow history history to be displaced like that within a Liberty Bell building, which they charge money for people to get into to begin with. But that's kind of uh, that's kind of what we did. Um, we got a couple couple drinks, and we smoked um, a Philly Blunt on top of that. That was about it. So that was a um, short, short podcast for you. Thanks for coming through, Chadwick Eisman, and have a great rest of your day or evening. Enjoy.